Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. All right. Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. We are recapping week five in the NFL. And man, was that a week. Uh, there was a lot going on, a lot of injuries, a lot of crazy games, a lot of big performances by players. So it was quite something. And we got to go over a lot. So I am your host, Ethan Gelfand. But today, actually, Kemper is missing because he actually went down to the Tennessee Titans facility to talk with Coach Vrabel and see what the hell is going on with Julio Jones. Uh, also, I think he is trying to see if Derrick Henry is actually part machine, maybe kind of a cyborg, because uh, that is undecided at this point. So anyway, Kemper is not here, but filling in for him today is my friend Jason Thurston. And uh, so he is my co-host. He is the Iron Man to my Hawkeye. So Jason, how's it going today, sir? Really good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Glad you could step in for Kemper. I know it's some big shoes to fill, but we have big high hopes for you, so no pressure, all right? Oh, I'm already feeling it. <laughs> good, as you should, even though you are Iron Man. I mean, I'm just lowly Hawkeye. I have no powers whatsoever, but I'm really good with that bow and arrow, so watch out. Well, and I have a drinking problem, just like uh, Tony Stark, so that's fine. Oh, that's perfect. So it fits in great, and I guess I could be the DD since Hawkeye just kind of there. He's just kind of there to be moving people along, so it's a perfect fit. I like it. Um, so Jason, the, I, I had to put you on the spot right here at the beginning because the lines have kind of been, um, a topic in and out of this podcast for the first few weeks, because, you know, I was actually over at your house watching this Monday night game against the Packers where the first half they showed some great life. And I was thinking, you know what, maybe the lions aren't going to be so terrible. You know, they're showing their stuff against the first half at green Bay, you know, they kind of disappeared the second half, but that's all right. But they had that grit. They had that toughness. And then I kept having those high hopes. And I even picked them in our weekly pick em leagues for a couple weeks against the Bears. And I was even thinking about it against the Vikes. But and then, of course, you got the 66 the yard doink that went in against the Ravens. So, Jason, I know you are a true diehard Lions fan. You do currently or I know you've had in the past season tickets. You got to tell me your journey, man. Tell me what's going on. So I've been a season ticket holder since the Silver Dome, and I sat through the 0-16 season. But my journey started when I was a kid. Our family used to go to the Thanksgiving game every year. I yes. watched as uh, uh, Bernie Kosar would hit his wide receivers in the head because they weren't paying attention <laughs> at Thanksgiving. Um, I only missed one Thanksgiving game when my grandmother accidentally threw her tickets away, and then I had to oh, go. Oh, no. Yeah, it was awful. I then had to go to my girlfriend's, who is now my wife's house, to watch the game. And as Barry Sanders ran wild that day, I was still pissed off that I didn't get to sit and watch it in person, that I actually had to eat a traditional Thanksgiving meal. And <laughs> uh, now with uh, two kids, uh, I gave up the ticket so I can sit and uh, wear my Joey fat pants all day and uh, watch there all the games. There it is. And 
uh, it's still, uh, uh, I don't know, a lifelong obsession to watch them uh, make it to the Super Bowl. But I think that's something I'm going to have to pass down to my great grandkids because <laughs> we're not going to be sniffing the Super Bowl anytime soon. You mean you don't have faith in the knee biters? You know, Coach Campbell just saying he's they're not going to give up. You don't have faith in them this year? So I don't have faith in them this year, but I look at us as the one of two defeated teams, and I look at what's going on in Jacksonville, and if I had to say, do I want this 0-5 team or do I want that 0-5 team, even with Trevor Lawrence, I'll still stick with these guys. I see some signs of life on the defense. You know, we've got a good linebacker that's emerging, a good safety that's emerging, and yeah. they don't quit. I mean, we've lost. They don't. Like, They've lost on two field goals that, you know, are not an easy ones to make. When people are missing field goals and extra points around the league, the kickers that we face seem to, like, you know, find their Pro Bowl form at the very end of the games. <laughs> what we've got to clean yeah, up like, are those plays that? right before where we're giving these well, long you just it was completions. Yeah. Fourth and, what was it, fourth and 20-something against the Ravens? Or what was it, fourth and 19? What was that? It, it was fourth and way too many. Uh, <laughs> But nice. you know, the thing is, we, we get burned on weird plays. I mean, there was a uh, clock that went to zero and the negative zero and never to six. And then they just let the, the play continue. It, it, it goes back to even like before Calvin Johnson. We we find interesting ways for the rest to screw us. and uh, But there's no excuse. I, I think there's building blocks here. I, I really wish that the Rams would lose every game from here on out. So their pick that we get next year would be high. But... Everyone oh, wants to right. have Stafford have a great life in, in uh, the Rams, but I don't really give a shit. I'd like to see him lose, so we have like two top ten picks, but anyway, whatever. Yeah, that's tough because you kind of do root a little bit for Stafford because he did such a great – I mean, I, he did a good yeah, job here in Detroit, he but did. he's a good guy. He was good for the community and all that, but at the same time, you do want those draft picks, so I get it. Yeah. Um, hey, real quick question about that Thanksgiving game where you had to watch it at home. Were they playing the Jets that year? Was that where Barry no, went I off against the Jets? Uh, that would have been 1997 or eight. I think that might've been the bears. Damn. Because the only reason why I ask is, you know, I was growing up in Boston, so I didn't get to see that many Lions games, but I just remember explicitly there was this one game where Barry was playing the jets and at halftime he had, I honestly want to say negative five yards at half. And, uh, I think they were down to the jets and then he finished the game with over 200 yards. And I just remember watching it like this guy is just unbelievable. I was young at the time, but and I, I didn't really understand his greatness yet. But just watching that game, knowing he had negative yards at half and yet finishes the game with over 200 was just unbelievable. And you got to see him live and in freaking person. So that's money. I, I get to see him often. And what I loved is he could make a negative three yard run. The greatest play of the game. Um, he could outrun a guy in one shoe. I remember him like running 50 yards in Tampa Bay with one shoe on and, and having right. like it might've been like Martin Mayhew chasing him down and Martin Mayhew is a fast DB and Mark, Martin Mayhew couldn't catch a guy in one shoe. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, he was just, he was literally a human Madden, a hundred percent video game. And, uh, I think he would be rivaled. Was he in tech mobile? Probably not. He was probably too young for that. I don't think he, so I remember, but all I used was Bo Jackson. In tech obviously, mobile, yeah. So. Everyone had so both, but I just can't I remember don't Barry. Think he was. I don't think he was. So um, maybe in Super Tech Mobile, but I, I wasn't uh, rich enough to afford that. <laughs> I'm with you. Trust me. I had the uh, original <laughs> Nintendo for way too long. So yeah, um, that was my claim to fame. But all right, man. Well, great. Thanks to hear uh, their Lions stories. I guess we'll talk to your great grandkids and see what they have to say about uh, 
the dynasty that will be Detroit. So we'll, yeah, we'll see from there. Maybe it'll be like the uh, Buffalo Lions or something when they relocate <laughs> there, when Buffalo moves out, someone has to go and fill their spot. Hey, they just like that cold weather, even though they play in domes. It's fine. That's right. It's fine. All right, man. So we're going to start going around the league, talking about some injuries that happened over this past weekend. Some big names kind of went down. Uh, we're going to start with Russell Wilson on Thursday night. He was playing against uh, your Rams, right? And he, oh, that finger. Who did hit off of? Hit someone's helmet. And it's never good when you're coming off the field and your hand's pointing one way and the finger's going the other way. Uh, I think that's called the mallet finger, where one of the yeah. more common ones you'll see in like flag football. But yeah. That was gruesome. So he's the report saying he could be out four to six weeks. Um, I mean, he, they're hoping for a, a week 10 return because they have that week nine bye. I mean, what do you think of the Seahawks going forward without Russ? I don't love it. And I have DK Metcalf, who I think is a monster. Um, oh, my gosh. I, I saw Wilson on the sideline hold the football like he wanted to go back in. And then the next day you see him in a wheelchair with like you're sitting on these big foam pads with his arm up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't think he's going to make it. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to go and try to, you know, get rid of Metcalf. Uh, I don't love the backup situation there. But well, you don't like uh, Geno Smith. I, I do not. Um, he threw a, an ugly pick late in that game. I, I think we've got more picks from Geno to come. Uh, and the problem is I don't see a terrific run game he can lean on either. Those running backs are made of glass, and uh, yeah, Chris Carson, maybe they man. can maybe they can line Metcalf up in the backfield. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that could be their best option. He is just a freak of nature. I mean, you saw he has the speed. Remember last year chasing down the uh, Arizona Arizona DB, basically ninety five yeah. yards to prevent the pick six. That was amazing. Um, yeah, I so think yeah, Russell Wilson sent him a gift card after that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, so yeah, Russell, he's going to be out for four to six. Yeah, no, not too much faith in Geno Smith, but. We'll see how they can kind of go from there. They're struggling anyway, so that team's kind of going to be a mess. Uh, moving on to the New York football giants, uh, Saquon Glass Barkley went down with a rolled ankle. You know, he was just coming back. He was starting to look good, starting to get that workload back. And then did you see how he rolled that ankle? It was kind of sad. Yeah, and I saw him on the card afterwards, and it, he looked like his ankle was still yet to be found. I, I felt for the guy. He looked like he was done for this year and maybe a few more, but... Hopefully it's Jeez. not going to be, uh, you know, a season ender, but the guy is not the same. And I think he's still scared out there. I hate to say it. It is. It's tough to see. Cause again, uh, I worked at Penn state when he was there. So I got to see him live and in person and you talk about a freak of nature. He was, he's just, his calves were literally the size of tree trunks and still are. And, um, I mean, the guy was just a monster and you just hate to see a guy with such potential, such talent, kind of suffer through injuries this young in his career. I mean, running backs already have a short lifespan sure. and to already have an ACL and now um, this ankle injury. But it was so sad because it was after the play was dead. Like the, the play was over and he was kind of just uh, sauntering over, bumped into a Cowboys guy, just stepped on his foot, ankle goes bad. And uh, you just hate to see that. So he's going to be missing a good amount of time. They, their bye week isn't until week 10. So you're hoping He'll be back before then. But in the meantime, Devontae Booker is going to take the uh, the lead back duties while Saquon's out. And we'll kind of look at it in uh, when we talk about waivers. But he might be worth a look considering how long Saquon might be out. So, Absolutely. man, that's tough to see. And uh, you really feel for that guy. So hopefully, hopefully he'll be coming back. 
another big time running back name was Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who went down with a knee injury. And uh, we're saying, you know, he was playing against the Bills, a tough defense as it is. And uh, we're hearing it's a sprained MCL that he'll be out for a few weeks. Uh, actually, we had mentioned this last week on the podcast that we were looking at Daryl Williams as kind of a, you know, maybe a late pickup, not using a waiver for him, but maybe just kind of to take a gander. At. And man, if you picked him up last week, good for you, because now that uh, CEH is gone, Daryl Williams could have some some touches. Um, he had five carries for 27, caught a couple balls. So, man, what were you thinking about Clyde? Because he was starting to he started off slow, but he was starting to come back into himself. I, and now he's. I, I drafted him in a few leagues cheap, and I was hoping to see earlier more production from him. And just when I started to think, okay, maybe this is where they start to turn it around, and then he goes down, and then you know I cried a little bit inside. But I, <laughs> I hope that this is going to be uh, a, a you know since he's young, much like Barkley, that he's going to bounce back. But. I just think that this is going to give Mahomes the opportunity just to throw 100% of the time that you know, you can just forget a running back altogether and they'll just go five wide. They <laughs> just got what Josh Gordon uh, from uh, selling drugs. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not right. Uh, doing drugs. No, that's not right either. Uh, no, that's one of drugs. drugs. So yep. anyway, I, I just thought that, you know, if, they've got all these targets for him to chuck the ball to. Um, don't even bother. Put, just put a guard in the backfield if you need to, but there, there's no reason to even bother. I, I, I'm not going to go and try to pick up anybody behind CH because I don't even think they're going to bother trying to pretend to have a running game. Can you do that? Can you just put kind of like an extra offensive lineman in the backfield? That actually is kind of sounds genius, but is that against yeah. the rules? No, look at what Baltimore did. They've got that 300-pound fullback in Ricard. Right? He true. was a guard at some point, uh, or he ate a guard. I'm not sure. So, And with the numbering scheme right now, no one really cares what numbers are anymore. So you can put a 355 pound there. And- yeah, I would definitely not be adverse to seeing uh, Mahomes throw it 100 times because, shoot, I mean, even watching that Patriots-Bucks game, the Patriots basically just abandoned the run. They're like, nope. We're just going to run this one time today, and we'll call it a day. We'll just let Mac kind of manage that offense. So I think Patrick Mahomes is a little better than Mac Jones, so that would be great to see. Right, and you're going to stress the third and fourth corners of a team. It, you know, you True. can say that my third receiver is better than your third corner, and you know, with with the amount of weapons they have, why not? You know, like I said, just put someone back there to block and protect, and uh, you know, line up four or five at a time, and you know, you've got Kelsey there too. So it, lean, lean into your strengths. Yeah, no kidding. Well, moving on, we had a couple, well, I guess you'd call them both quarterbacks. Daniel Jones of the Giants <laughs> and Taysom Hill, who was a quarterback, uh, both got knocked out with concussions. You know, Daniel Jones looked pretty, pretty bad and shaken up after his hit. I mean, shoot, their entire receiving core has been out at some point. I think Kadarius Tony was the only kind of decent one there. He had a huge monster game. We'll talk about that later. Can't throw a real good punch. But again, talk about that later. Yeah. Um, and and journeyman Mike Glennon is the the fill in for old Daniel. So, yikes. Um, if you have to rely on Mike Glennon, you're in trouble. But we, we don't need to go into much about that. But it was interesting to see both of these guys get into concussions, and especially when both these guys are pretty mobile. So... And and I think that's what you're going to see with a guy that can run around. Eventually, he's going to get stopped by something that's bigger and faster, right? And true, the, the amount of injuries that went through that giant game with Daniel Jones and Saquon, and I think uh, even uh, a former Lion Galladay got hurt in that game a little bit. Yeah, he did. I, I, 
I fear for that coach's job if these guys are going to miss significant time because those guys are going to be gone and it's going to be a whole new regime in blue. Well, I mean, I feel like coming into the season, this was kind of a, a make or break year for the Giants anyway. I mean, Daniel Jones, this is what, his third or fourth year. Yeah. He's shown signs of okay, not great. So, yeah, I would definitely be fearing for Joe Judge's job. Wow, that's a lot of J's in a row. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> that was a little too many. Did not mean to do that. But, yeah, they are not – they haven't looked good. They're not looking good. And now with these guys down. If Glennon's starting a game, you're in deep shit. And I don't know who's on the street, but I'd almost look at, you know, what can I pick up as opposed to, like, throwing Mike Glennon out there for a week. I would be frightful. I, I honestly don't know who is who is available, but they have to be better than that guy. I mean, he is, he is a placeholder at best. Yeah, that's actually why uh, Bob Sacamano and um, Art Vandele are still available. So I heard the Giants might be going after them. Yeah, I, w- I would call the soup now if I need to. There he is. Yes, thank you. I appreciate you picking up on that Seinfeld reference. You are already an A-plus in my book. Nice. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Patriots, Damian Harris was kind of in and out of the Patriots game with what they're calling a chest injury and it's considered day-to-day. I mean, honestly... I could just see that as Bill Belichick just saying, you looked at me weird. You're just going to be sitting for a little bit. We're just going to call that you're injured just so don't, people don't think I'm an asshole, even though we know he is. Right. Um, the Patriots running game has just been so weird this year. As we are, as I just mentioned, you know, in the, the Bucks game, they ran the ball eight times. Basically, in fantasy, you never want an, a New England a New England running back just because you never know who's going to have a day, who's going to actually play. And uh, if you fumble once, you won't see the field again for six weeks. So anyway, Damian Harris is day to day. What are you thinking? I took the bait at the beginning of the season on Ramondre Stevenson. I drafted him a couple. Did leagues. you? I did. The preseason stud. He had what, like 10 rushes for over 100 yards in a preseason game. And I saw something shiny and I thought, well, you know, and at that time, I think Cam was still there and I thought, well, let's give this a shot. And then I think he fumbled either in preseason or in the first game. And then he was buried so low that I, I think I still got him on the bench in one team, but I think I ditched him for an, for a tight end that I needed in another. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I keep thinking of what, who was it? Jonas Gray that had a great Monday oh, night God. game and then yeah. overslept one week. And, and you never saw him again. again. Yes. Yep. He had, I think it was uh, like 200 yards, over 200 yards or something like that in one game. And then he had another 100-yard game. But yeah, he missed one thing or was late. And then you never saw him again. He they, Basically, Belichick said, nobody. He blackballed him from the league. He's like, you're he done. Did. Get out of the league, basically. Yeah. yeah. You do not want to get on his uh, bad side. I mean, and that's the thing, you know, because Harris also fumbled once again. You know, in week one, he fumbled against the, the Dolphins, who are terrible, to oh. lose a game. And yeah, if you mess up on the Patriots, you're done for almost life. So I wouldn't really trust anybody on the Patriots right now as far as running back goes. So it wouldn't necessarily spend a waiver claim if you don't have Stevenson. But he's up. if you're desperate, which I may be, you might want to look <laughs> at him. Yeah, don't laugh. Not funny. Uh, and then this was great for me because I have George Kittle on a team, but we found out right before kickoff that they put him on IR. You know, that guy's tough. He's a big guy. He fought through a lot of injuries. We knew he was banged up, but didn't know it was this bad. So he got put on IR. He's going to be out for at least three weeks. And um, uh, no one really looking at it's a substitute in San Francisco. So, so basically, I'm burned, screwed. I got burned on George Kittle last year. I'm in a 12 man auction league and I spent significant cash on Kittle when uh, Hawkinson was there later and much cheaper. Uh, and then Kittle got dinged up as he does because he's old. And I, I 
thought about him again this year in that same league. And I'm like, no, he's going to go on IR by week six or eight. And uh, I saw this and I didn't smirk, but I was like, oh, glad I didn't do that stupid shit again. Damn you. I was, I'm not going to lie. I was lured in by his siren song in uh, the league I'm in with Kemp. I saw I was in the fourth or fifth rounds and he was still there. And I usually do not draft high on tight ends. I just don't. It's not usually mm-hmm. unless you're getting like Kelsey or, or Waller's a stretch for me, too. But unless Same. you're getting Kelsey, I, I just sit and wait. But he was sitting there and I just kept going back and forth. I was like, ah, screw it. And I went for him. And oh, shocker for me. He gets hurt. So shame on me. Shame uh, on Yeah. Me. Yeah. I, I think if he was there probably two or three runs later, then you have to. But right. Now, what did you give up uh, not drafting because you drafted him instead? I would care not to share. Oh, that's why I want to hear it. <laughs> so it was at the, so I had the second to last pick. So I had the turnaround. So I had oh, that. Sure. I'd wait two picks and that'd be my pick again. So unfortunately, in those two picks that were not mine, um, <clears throat> Cooper Cup went off the board. <laughs> Oh, I like that guy. Uh, so, yeah, I missed out on Cooper Cup. So I, oh, man, that's I'm kind of kicking myself right now. So anyway, moving on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Juju Smith-Schuster left with a big injury, and he's going to be gone for a while. I mean, he wasn't having a spectacular season. He's a great talent. Obviously, in the past, he had over 1,400 yards when Antonio Brown was there. But he's going to be out for four months. Big Ben is still Big Ben, not looking he, or he is looking his age. Uh, so with Juju being out, Chris, Chase Claypool kind of absorbed the majority of the targets in the second half. Deontay Johnson is just, he's been a beast and he's a typical top one. So both Claypool and Johnson will see a lot of usage kind of going here on out. And shoot, remember, I mean, you you have Najee Harris. Didn't he have, what was it, 12 receptions two weeks ago? And maybe those yeah. will go up more. He's a beast. And uh, I really like Juju. And I love what uh, Kevin Colbert does in Pittsburgh. And uh, tying it back to the Lions, Kevin Colbert was in the Lions front office when Matt Millen was there. And Matt Millen didn't think the guy knew what he was doing. So Matt Millen <laughs> fired him. And Colbert goes on to smart. Pittsburgh and gets, yeah, right. And gets two Super Bowls. And that guy just, he can get a wide receiver from anywhere. And it, while I love Juju, it's no different than Antonio Brown and all the guys before it. You know, he'll let him go. I mean, Juju tested free agency and came back, yeah. and I thought he was going to have a monster, you know, show me year. And that's what uh, I thought, man. It, it's too bad because I do like the guy, but I love Claypool. He's big and tall, and Deontay Johnson's a monster too. And you know, they've got Fryermuth, so I don't think Pittsburgh will miss much. With Juju being out, the biggest thing is, you know, can Ben, you know, play like he did last week and actually move the ball down the field, or is he going to realize that he's old and fat and not? I think he'll realize that too, but that, you know, but the, I think the biggest thing that was from Juju is kind of just dancing on the logos. I know that was a big thing that yeah. you know, could really hurt them. That's pretty classy. <laughs> Very classy. Um, so yeah, kind of so looking at some fill-ins from last week's injury. Joe Mixon actually ended up playing, shockingly, talking about Mr. Glass. Uh, oh, yeah. He split carries with Samaje Perrine and Chris Evans, but he did find getting some pay dirt, getting the touchdown. Uh, if he should, if he can play through that, you know, he'll probably just keep getting healthier. And as much as I hate it, probably get some points for you. You know, I Joe Mixon is just one of those guys. I've I've been talking about it over the podcast. I can't stand him because he's whenever I have him, he's hurt or just sucks. But yet when I don't, he does all right. So 
I've never he's... drafted the guy, and I think it has to do with the video I saw where he punched a woman in the face in a subway or something. And I'm like, uh, you know what? I can't trust guys like that. But that is very do something like that again, and I don't need that guy. If you're that dumb, you're gonna do dumb shit on the field, or you're gonna do dumb shit off the field and cost me in fantasy, so I can't have it. I but like back, that's very true. Back to very Chris true. Evans. I'm glad to see Captain America got another job after the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'd like to see him get some more playing time. But like, how old is he now? You know, at the end of his at the end of the movie, he was pretty old. But I guess he's doing all right. You know, you can still get four yards of carry behind that line. That's true. That's very true. Um, nice. Well done. So Demian Williams and Khalil Herbert both ran well in Chicago. You know, when Montgomery went down, it looked like kind of Damian Williams was going to be the lead guy. But these guys split it. So uh, 18 to 16 carries. Williams hit three carries inside the 10 compared to only one for Herbert. But, you know, it was interesting to see that split. I ended up picking up Damian Williams and needed to start him because of injuries. Oh, wow. I Yeah, sad when you have to do that. But I had to start him just because of injuries I had on my team. He did all right. Uh, now, you know, Williams was only the one with two targets in the receiving game. What do you think? Are they worthy of, of flex considerations? I mean, because let's be honest, they're going to be running a lot in Chicago. Uh, what do you think? I would stay clear of those guys, and I'd almost take Fields if I could, because I think Fields would probably be running for his life more than those two idiots. <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't I, I don't know what you drop from your team to take one of those two guys. Uh, you know, If you've got a Ramondre Stevenson sitting on <laughs> your bench, you drop him and pick up one of these guys. But Honestly, those look like made-up names to me, so I don't even know those guys. And there I you go. You know, if it's made-up names, probably not necessarily worth a look, but hey, you never know. <laughs> That's right. Um, Gronk is still out in Tampa Bay. Obviously, he's still trying to breathe with a punctured lung and 38 broken ribs, but you know, considering him, he may just chug a couple beers and be back next week. We don't know, but let's be honest, he's probably out for a little bit. I mean, Brady's not looking at the tight end at this point. When Gronk's out, He's got way too many weapons with Godwin Evans. You saw what Antonio Brown did this week. Holy cow. Um, so so I have Gronk in a league where I also have Kyle Pitts, who's on a bye. Oh, wow. And, and Gronk is uh, Thursday night play this week, and I'm sweating it. So he's questionable, but looking in the league that you and I are in, Dawson Knox is available, and I know that I, having said that, you're going to go and pick him up and snake him from me, but Dawson Knox is a guy that I'm looking at that uh, somehow managed in an 18 league to be sitting around waiting for a phone call, and he's going to get a phone call from me if uh, if someone else doesn't call with a better spot uh, to get him first. Yeah, wow. I can't. I have to excuse me for a second. I have to go do yeah. something. I've got a food yeah. in the oven. I must attend to. That um, just cost me, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> uh, also, Dawson Knox has cancer, so don't draft him. But, oh, uh, don't don't go for him. Okay, yeah, good yeah. to know. Good to know. Um, so yeah, let's be honest. Tampa Bay. He's not looking for anyone besides Gronk as a tight end. So don't even bother with OJ Howard or Cameron Bray. Do not. And those guys would do well on another team. I think you know. If you I think put so those too. Guys on a team with that were deficient. I think they'd be, you know, a 30 or 40 yard, uh, 30 or 40 catch guy a season with, you know, probably five or six steps on a piece. But, but you're right. When you have those three wide receivers, you know, we talked about earlier, you're just stretching those corners on any other team to the limit. And, uh, uh, you know, you can just hit those guys all day. And then you've got that running back from Cincinnati, Gio, Gio Bernard. And yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. Catch him back. Throw it anywhere. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That offense is just stacked. I mean, in our league, I have Tom Brady, and he was my savior. I still lost, so we'll get to that later. But oh, that's so when he got me 50 points and I still lose, that's pretty sad. Um, so now looking at San Francisco, Trey Lance had his first start as a rookie. He had some good plays, only about 50% throwing-wise. He had an interception, a lot of yards on the ground. Um, 
we're still not sure what Jimmy G, how his injury is looking, or if he'll even get his job back if healthy. Uh, what do you think of Trey? And I know he's a little banged up, but what do you think of his first outing? So I have a, a good buddy that's a 49ers fan, and he was a season ticket holder there before moving back to Michigan like an idiot. And he is a big Shanahan fan, and I was just talking to him last night over text about this, and I said, well, it looks like uh, Shanahan destroyed another quarterback. And he's like, oh, you know, he didn't do that to Matt Ryan. I'm like, well, Matt Ryan's old and slow, and he can't put him out on a bootleg. But you get sure. a shiny toy like Lance and let him run around. And like we talked about with Fields, he's going to be running for his life. And like these other mobile quarterbacks, eventually they run into something that stops them. And, you know, thankfully they have a bye this week to where he can rest up. But these quarterbacks that, that are young and behind sketchy lines are going to get destroyed at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's too bad because they've got nice targets. Like I like Debo. I like Ayuk too. You know, and they've got a, a, a you know, a tight end that occasionally can catch the ball if he's not hurt too. If he's not hurt, if he stays on the field. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I wish that guy the best in much like the Rams, you know, they gave up a lot of draft capital to get a quarterback. I, I get concerned for the quarterback that, doesn't have first round picks in the next couple of years to either get him line replacements or wide receiver replacements to throw to. Um, I, I wish those guys luck, but uh, you know, I'll take the Brady's, you know, the statues that can chuck the ball all day or the Matt Ryan's, but uh, they're fun to watch. You know, they're, they're sexy to, to look at, but uh, you know, unless you're Lamar Jackson, I, these mobile quarterbacks yeah. scare me. Okay. Be honest real quick, Trey Lance or Mac Jones. I'm not going to answer cause I'm a Homer pick. What do you think? Who would have Mac a Jones, better outlook? Mac Jones, 100%. I, I go back to that 12-man auction league. I drafted him for two bucks, and I drafted Derek Carr for a buck, and those are my quarterbacks. So <laughs> wow. um, I, I definitely shot from the discount bin. But uh, I, I, I thought, you know, this of all the rookie quarterbacks, uh, he'll be playing the most, and will probably be upright in Week 17. Okay. Yeah. I just like Mac Jones. Again, I'm a, I'm a homer pick right now, but I just like sure. his poise. And I just like how he's able to kind of command that offense. And yeah, he's not mobile. So, you know, he ain't running anywhere. Uh, so Patriots are going to try and protect him as much as they can. <laughs> his biggest issue is I don't like his targets. I think the oh, got in the offseason are, are average at best, but his outside threats are dog shit. Well, you don't like Jacoby Myers just trying to burn you or Nelson Aguilar. Come on, man. Those no. are studs. No. Those are like wide receiver fours on a decent team. They're dog shit. Yes, I concur. And sorry, Mac Jones. Welcome yeah, to the NFL. Exactly right. Uh, one last injury we look at from last week was Teddy Bridgewater. He obviously got concussed prior to this Sunday, and he was actually able to play against Pittsburgh. He looked up. He looked pretty good. Uh, had 288 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, one interception. Granted, a lot of his production came in the second half, which not totally garbage time because they almost came back. Uh, so it was good to see Teddy kind of bounce back. He's he's one of those guys I always just pull for. Uh, had a good college career at Louisville and then, you know, came in to Minnesota, had a good couple of years. And then that, geez, that horrific knee injury. Uh, you just kind of hate to see that, especially with a guy who just seems to be there, go to work. Not really a, a big name, doesn't, you know, cause any looked, bad headlines. It's just, he, man, he I looked really good in New Orleans when he filled in for Bree. Yeah, fine in Carolina, but. I like him pushing the ball down the field more. I wish Jerry Judy was healthy for him because I, uh, Jerry Judy is another guy I, I really put my chips in the center of the table for because I thought Judy was going to have a monster year. I did too. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I like Bridgewater, but I like Drew Locke too. I didn't think there was anything wrong with Drew Locke. 
either of those guys, it was a coin flip for me, but I don't live in Denver or give too much of a shit about either one. But if, if you told me it was going to be the Drew Locke show, I would have been fine with it either. But with that said, Teddy, you know, he kind of reminds me of Tyrod Taylor and the fact that like <laughs> these are just filling guys for you that they, they bridge the gap until we figure out the long-term solution. But I, I do like him. And, you know, if you told me at the beginning of the year I was going to have him or Jared Goff, I would have been like, I don't give a shit. They're both going to suck for us. But the, um, the, I don't know. I, I feel for the guy. But, you know, I, I don't think I'd ever draft a Teddy Bridgewater. Right. Uh, if I did, I'd be like – you know, you'd be a third quarterback. Yeah, and exactly right. But I never, I'd never take a third quarterback. But if I did, he would be a guy that I look at as like a third quarterback on my team. Yeah, going back to kind of Jerry Judy, I, I too expected big things. I missed on him in a couple of leagues, and I was, I was high on him. But actually, I'm kind of hoping he stays hurt for now because I have Cortland Sutton, and he's been doing pretty well, so I'm, I'm okay with that. And I think uh, Jarvis must be broken for you because I think I heard you say that Drew Locke is solid because you must be I, drunk right now. I am because, you know, it's it's the afternoon in Europe and uh, <laughs> I work a lot with Europe. But no, I I, I didn't think Jar- I didn't think Drew Locke was, was that bad. And, and again, he's young. A lot of these young guys need time to develop. And, you know, we're we're talking about guys that are in their early 20s and they just don't get enough time to mature. And he going back to the Mac Jones of the world, he's not one of these guys that's going to run in, you know, 30 times a game. So he's a guy that can chuck the ball down the field. But. You know, Bridgewater is solid, and again, he had time to develop too. So sure. I think Drew Locke will be a guy that's in this league. He won't be in Denver next year, but you know, he's a guy that will go someplace and back up. Be a like, backup. Uh, yeah. So and he's Chase Daniel. Up. They both yeah, went to exactly. Missouri. They're both Chase Daniel. There we go. Yeah, and he'll make a, a shit ton of money, and uh, you know, he'll play two or three times a year, and he'll it, he'll look fine. He'll look fine. Okay. Uh, so now we're just kind of going to rattle off some of the the big performances we saw from this last weekend. And what was the game of the week? Holy crap. The Chargers and the Browns. That was so I love that the line and sorry, Cam, the line for that was over under at 46. And I think the Chargers ended up with 47 by themselves. Yes, that was beautiful. That was something. Herbert went for 398, four touchdowns, even had a rushing touchdown. I mean, I think they might look back at that quarterback draft class and realize that Herbert went actually after Tua. So that will be that will be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. Miami. Uh, Tom Brady, as we mentioned, he was a beast. 411 passing yards, five touchdowns. That one touchdown to Antonio Brown where he just hit him like right in the seam, that honestly has to be one of his top 10 throws of his career. I mean, it was that, beautiful. It was unbelievable. The hole he found him in and in stride. Anyway, you know my thoughts on Brady. Love him. Yep. Sorry you're on my team, Tom, because I'm just dragging it right down. And Herbert's on my team, and I knew he was going to be good. I I was concerned with him losing Anthony Lynn, who was his play caller, and him going to the Lions. But um, I love his outside weapons. He's got yeah. two really really strong wide receivers, and he's just he he's got pinpoint accuracy, and he is unafraid to chuck that ball. And again, he's not a guy that's going to run fifteen times a game. No. He's a guy that's looking to push the ball down the field, and he's got those weapons to do it. I love quarterbacks like that. And, you know, I reaped the rewards this past week. And yeah, no kidding. Uh, he, he's awesome. It's interesting, too. I think he's finally going to break the Oregon Duck kind of QB curse. I just feel like Oregon has always had these highly touted quarterbacks coming out of college. Joey, your boy, former Detroit Lion, great. Yeah. Uh, but they just never amount to anything. You had um, Mariota, who went to the Titans. You know, he had a couple good solid seasons, but nothing spectacular. Yeah. 
And now you got Herbert, who's hoping to buck that trend. So we'll see if he can keep it up. And shoot, all signs are pointing to yes. I agree. Uh, Bills are rolling. Had a great game at Arrowhead. Rooting. Rooting? Is that a word? Routing. Thank you. Holy crap. Routing the Chiefs. Josh Allen is looking like an MVP right now. I mean, holy buckets. It's amazing when you give a guy a target that he can do something with it. You know, bringing Stefan Diggs into to that team has really opened it up. And going back to Knox earlier, who I hope you don't snake for me, who I <laughs> put a waiver claim in before this. Um, I, I know that they were trying to get uh, Ertz from Philly to, to fill that tight end spot, but I think Knox is doing great. I, I like that team. And, and for them to go and whip on Kansas City, and I know Kansas City's got some, some issues, uh, I, I think Buffalo, as long as Josh Allen doesn't, like, freeze to death out there he's gonna be great and you know, they've got him locked up so he'll be there for a long time come on he played at wyoming he knows something about weird weather so he'll be fine and besides That's true. he's already in the bills mafia so they'll protect him at any cost That's right. Uh, also this weekend is interesting to see, uh, robert woods actually showing up he had a big week uh miles gaskin showed up on my bench you know he's been doing absolutely nothing this year so i benched him and you know he decides to go off for 30 or something fantasy points so that was fun wow. so yeah no one really started them as uh, can be seen by me. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah, laugh it up. Uh, the Bengals-Packers game, this was ridiculous. There were five consecutive missed field goals within the last minute of regulation OT. Basically, no one wanted to win the game. I f- hate kickers, man. And, uh, <laughs> again, as a Lions fan who lost in Justin Tucker's 66-yard bullshit, and we lost a few years ago on a, on a Tucker kick, I f- hate kickers. And <laughs> you know, to, to be on the losing end of that and lose because your kicker shit the bed, you just want to go and, and like strangle the cat when you walk home. I'm sorry. It's, it sucks. And, you know, I saw it in the game last night where the, the kicker got hurt in Indy and they're like, oh, we'll just go for two. I'm like, let's go for two in every game because I'm tired of stupid kickers. Yeah. I mean, hell, in uh, in Kemp in my league, we got rid of the kicker just because we were tired of losing by one because of either a missed field goal or he hits like a 52. So you get that bonus point. So we actually just cut him out of our league completely. I love it. I so, love it. That's a great idea. That'll be next for you, assistant commish. Oh, um, I, I will put the the telegram into the office and see what the, the head boss thinks. There you go. Uh, and then finally, the Cardinals are the only undefeated team left. Who had that bet coming into the season? The Cardinals are 5-0. and oh. Bidwell didn't even have that. No <laughs> one had that. That That's... I, I don't want to see their fraud. I just don't watch enough Cardinals games to, to know enough of them, but... True. Kyler Murray just, you know, he looks like five foot nothing. And I, again, I go back to this running quarterback bullshit and he's going to run into someone that knocks him down, but uh, it hasn't happened yet. And after that Hail Mary he threw last at Hopkins last year, I'm like, okay, maybe he is good. And yeah. I drafted him in one of my leagues this year for the first time. Um, and I'm he's in been a, form, a beast. I'm, in, I'm in a four man league and I drafted him and I just was kind of overdrafting. Like we, we, uh, uh, it's an auction draft, and I was just kind of bidding him up when someone was uh, trying to take him, and I'm like, maybe I do want this guy. And I'm like, <laughs> son of a bitch, I ended up with him, and he he has won me two weeks single handedly. He's a he's a I like he him. is he is a beast, and it's kind of fun watching him. He is just like a little guy running around out there, but he can make some plays, man. He can scramble. He's still got a gun. I mean, he shoot, he got drafted for baseball too, so yeah, that's true. Carl's going to be got a bunch of targets. He He's does got, have what, a bunch. AJ Green and who's the rookie they got this year? Well, they have Rondell Moore. There um, is. Yep. So he's a speedy little guy. Uh, I just wish DeAndre would be a little more active, but that's okay. It'll come. I, It'll I think come. he'll have one of those like those games that like Julio Jones just have where he'll get like 220 yards and like three touchdowns. True. I see that in a couple of weeks or something. Uh, I am really hoping that happens. 
But knowing me, I'll already be up by like 60 points, so it won't matter. But okay, no, let's be honest. I'm not going to be up at 60 points in any means. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. all right, Jason, kind of going to move on to our cheese segment. So I know you haven't done this before. So this is where I'm going to give you a player and what they did this week and kind of what they're looking at for the season. And you are going to tell me whether you are spreading the cheese on them, which means you're all in. You want to get this guy. If you don't, you're going to pick him up, trade for him, whatever it is. Or you're folding the cheese on him, meaning you know, you're know you not sure yet. You kind of want to wait and see a little bit more. So you just kind of see if, if he can prove himself consistently. Or you're going to cut the cheese on him and say, nope, I'm done with this guy. I do not want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. All right, you get it? Makes sense? I get it. Uh, what type of cheese are we working with? Uh, I am not the uh, actually biggest cheese connoisseur. So let's just go with American cheese. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, first player up. We just mentioned him, Robert Woods. So this weekend, he had 12 receptions for 150 yards, which was a big week. But if you look at what he's done this year, previously he's had no more than five receptions and not topping 65 yards in any previous game. What do you think about your boy, Robert? I like him a lot. He seems like a professional wide receiver. He's a guy that uh, I, I don't normally draft, but if he was available and I needed a guy of these three, He's the guy that I would spread the cheese on because I think he's got the ability to do this 12 for 150. He's kind of moved around a little bit, but but of of these three, and, and again, we're not dealing with the upper echelon of any. I mean, you've given me some turds to deal with here. <laughs> well, this is, not, turds, this is not comparing to these three turds. This is just overall Robert Woods, his, his oh. body of work, just in general. If, oh, so I'm not comparing this this piece of stinky cheese to the other two. Just him, him on an island. Him on an I, island. What are you doing? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Makes I, it I, I, yeah, it does. I, I'm if that's if that's the the methodology here, I would spread the cheese on this guy. Okay, you're spreading it. All right. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, he's he's solid. Yeah, I too am spreading the cheese. I mean, again, in in LA, they've got a lot of weapons. Stafford's obviously the bigger upgrade over Goff, so. I think this is kind of a sign of more things to come. He's probably not going to go for 12, 150 every time, but if he gets me eight, nine catches for 80, 90 yards, throwing a, sprinkling a touchdown every now and then, I'm happy. And and he's a big guy. Um, I'm, I'm spreading the cheese on Robert Woods. Same. And now going back to Cooper Cup, who's really good. I know some people like him and wanted to trade for him. No I'm comment. not naming names, but I am pointing fingers. Um, <laughs> at some point, you know, Cup is going to continue to get doubled and people are going to yep. realize that, that, you know, he's a threat and i i think that opens the the door up for woods true very true all right next we're moving on just mentioned him again as well miles gaskin so this week he had 10 as a running back he had 10 catches for 74 yards and two touchdowns now as i know all too well in the previous four weeks he's only had 12 total receptions for 57 yards and a total of 34 rushes on the year so not a great stat line Obviously had a big week this week, um, who the Dolphins are once again a dumpster fire. But what are you thinking for your boy, Miles Gaskin? Spreading, folding, or cutting? I would fold in the cheese on him. Uh, running backs like him scare me. Like To your point, he can have a, a three-touchdown week, or you can have a three-rush week. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't like his team. Uh, he's fine. If he was on a better team, I, I might like him more. Okay. So just remember, so folding means you're just, you're not, you're not out on him. You just kind of yep. want to see a little bit I, more. I would fold him all day. Okay. You're folding him. Uh, I too, am going to fold him because I literally can't cut him because he is on my team, unfortunately. So oh, that's so bad. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So, uh, you know, I came into the season with high hopes for him. I, I think everyone had higher hopes for the dolphins as a whole, and they've 
greatly disappointed. It was good to see this week. Granted, it didn't do me any good since he was on my bench, but I'm definitely folding just because I have to, and I think he still can do some things, but I'm not going to be starting him anytime soon until I can see more consistency out of him. So, whoa. Fair enough. Yeah, All right. I, I go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. Like I said, when I looked at your team and I was going to try to offer up a, a counter to your trade where you wanted to steal Cooper Cup with, with Gibson, I, I looked at him. I'm like, no, I don't want that guy. No, he's garbage. But uh, he's uh, no, no. I, I don't know. But <laughs> no, no, just no. no. And our last turd, or excuse me, our last slice of cheese. We have Odell Beckham. So this week he had three targets for a massive two catches and 20 yards. And in three games, he's had nine total receptions for 124 yards and no touchdowns. Keep in mind, this was a Browns game where they scored 42 points, and he had. 20 yards. Are you spreading the cheese, folding the cheese, or cutting the cheese? I'm cutting him after eating chili and drinking Miller Lite all night. <laughs> he is, he, again, maybe if he was on another team, he'd be, but on this Browns team where Landry is hurt and he's there, uh, I, you would think that he'd get more action. I, I just, I kind of, I, I hate him on this team. If he was. Yeah, if he was bizarre. in LA with Stafford, he'd he'd probably catch a shit ton of balls. But here, I mean, I don't love Baker Mayfield by any stretch, but that offense is productive because of the defense there. But it was one of those things like when you're building a Madden team. Uh, well, of course you want to put OBJ on your team, but in real life, I don't I don't get the disconnect between him and the quarterback or him and the, the play caller. But he's garbage there. Yeah, it's it's so weird how the mighty have fallen. I know he's had some injuries of late, but you're right. He's just not been a good fit on this Browns team. You know, they were trying to surround Baker with weapons, and he's just not worked. So it's sad to say for someone who's such immense talent, but I think I, too, am cutting the cheese on Odell. It's it's sad, but he's just not doing anything. So, all right. Well, good first uh, cheese segment for you, my friends. Thank well you. done. But now I'm going to throw another curveball at you because we are doing our our newest segment, which is called Blind Resumes. Okay. So I'm going to give you two players. I'm not going to name them. And uh, I'm going to give you their resumes, what they've been doing this year. And I want you to tell me which player you like, who you would rather have on your team, who you think they are, if you want to go that far, and uh, where you think they might have been drafted. So we're going to start with two wide receivers. Okay. Okay. You ready? You got it. So wide receiver A. Has 38 targets on the season so far, 28 catches for 450 yards and five touchdowns. And in our Yahoo League, he's got 105 fantasy points. So that's wide receiver A. Wide receiver B has 45 targets with 33 catches for 462 yards and three touchdowns for a total of 99 fantasy points. Now, who do you like better, wide receiver A or wide receiver B? Well, I'm going to the optometrist in a little while, and this feels like if you like this picture or you like this picture, <laughs> uh, I tell exactly. you what, I, I, I always go with touchdowns, man. Give me the, the touchdowns. So the guy with five is the guy I want. Okay. So wide receiver A with your five touchdowns is Marquise Brown, Hollywood on the Ravens. Okay? I watched him last night, and... Um, you know, Baltimore wide receivers scare me, just like running backs in San Francisco scare me or running backs in New England. But he looked sharp and he was getting open. So I would take him. Okay. And just so you know, wide receiver B was Justin Jefferson of the Vikings. 
And I like him as well. And this is one of those, like, I have two children. And if you told me those are my two kids and I have to, you know, send one off, well, uh, that that is a real Sophie's choice. This is tough. But <laughs> the, the problem with Jeff, Justin Jefferson is, A, I hate his quarterback, and B, has Adam Thielen there. And while you know, Jefferson was an all-pro um, as, a, as a rookie last year, I like Marquise Brown as, like, the real solid receiving threat. In, in Baltimore, not named the tight end uh, Andrews. Okay. So you're happy with Marquise. All right. I like it. So yeah. just uh, just for reference, in our league, Justin Jefferson was the first pick of the third round, and uh, Marquise Brown went in the 11th. So wow. they are literally neck and neck in fancy point output. So it's it's interesting to see that. What a disparity, right. though, and where they were taken. Yeah, right. No kidding. All right. So now we're going to go to tight end, which is basically a wasteland, but I thought this one was interesting. Okay. So tight end A has 48 targets on the year with 28 receptions for 319 yards and two touchdowns, and he has 73 fantasy points. Tight end B has 31 targets with 26 receptions, 280 yards, and three touchdowns for a total of 72 points. Who are you going with? Ooh, I think I'm going to go with B there. This, this, is, this is tough, man. Right. I, That's I why blind resumes. <laughs> all right so tight end b you went with him that is dalton schultz of the cowboys oh really okay yes so dalton schultz of the cowboys who went undrafted in our league and i'm sure many other leagues and don't you have him i picked him up okay yes i did okay, nice okay and uh tight end a who you passed on was darren waller what yeah, so they are literally separated by one fantasy point. And again, so Dalton Schultz in our league went undrafted, and Darren Waller was a third-round pick. And he was probably so. like the first or second tight end taken in most leagues. Over oh, he was second. He oh was second gosh. right behind Kelsey. So, Wow. Right? Rich man Interesting. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> That'd be something else. Uh, so, yeah, that would do it for blind resumes. What'd you think? Uh, that was fun, and uh, it, it's really compelling to see a guy that, like I said, first guy versus the dumpster pickup that you got in um, in Schultz, which again, as I have, uh, you know, Pitts and I have Gronkowski, uh, Schultz was a guy I was looking at, and I'm like, oh, that son of a bitch has him. So I was <laughs> I'm that was, son of a bitch. Yeah, yes, you are. <laughs> All right, now we're uh, going to look at a couple waiver wire targets to look at this week. Uh, we'll kind of go through these real quick. So at quarterback, uh, unfortunately, if you had Russell Wilson, you'll kind of you might be in this market. So here's some people who might still be available. Uh, Sam Darnold has been surprising this year. You know, cuts out of the the wasteland that was the Jets franchise, gets a, a new fresh start in Carolina, and he's been doing well. You know, he has oh, he has five rushing touchdowns. Um, he has a, a week 13 buy, so you don't have to worry about that anytime soon. And and a pretty good schedule as four of the next six matchups are, are good ones for him. I like so, him you know, and I like the fact he's a out of New York. The and I like the fact that McCaffrey's you know injured right now, so he's getting some of those rushing touchdowns on his own. But yeah, he's got decent receivers. I mean, they're they're again, you know, the discount receiver core, but I think they're solid and he has played better than I thought. And he's a guy that I liked, but I kind of assumed that you know New York was just going to you know shit him out, and he'd never be good again. So I, I'm happy for this guy, and I like him quite a lot. And uh, yeah, I, he's a guy that if I had Wilson, he would probably be one of the first on my list to look at. 
Yeah, I mean, he is a completely capable backup and to someone to come into a starting role. He's, I feel like he's in the top 10 in fantasy points. I had to look that up, but he's had a, a, a quietly solid year so far. So Sam, Sam Darnold, definitely worth a look. Uh, Trey Lance, we talked about him a little bit. He's kind of, could be lightning in a bottle, could be a, a dud. We're not sure yet, but again, if, you, if you're in looks in need of a quarterback, he might be a, a look. He's on bye this week so he can get healthier. Uh, but he has pretty good matchups going forward. He might lose his job. We're not sure. But again, if he's going to be the starter, you know, for the next couple games after the bye week, he might be worth a look. Could get you some rushing touchdowns, some some in the air. Obviously, Debo's having a monster year. So if he just keeps lofting it up to Debo, they should be all right. I would be scared because again, if Jimmy G comes back, Shanahan will probably do some stupid shit and like you know run one out on one play and the other idiot out on the next play. I, I would steer clear of him. Wildcat, wildcat. Yeah, f that. <laughs> Uh, next man I'm going to list is someone who Kemper hates, and I love him. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. He has been solid, except for I think it was week one or two where he had had a couple of missteps. He has been averaging over 25 to 26 fantasy points per week. Had a great week this past one. Granted, he he has this bye this coming this Sunday, but you know if you need someone moving forward for the next few, Matt Ryan's worth a look. Uh, Pitts like is coming he, into his own now. Yeah, Kelvin Ridley's. And Calvin Ridley hasn't even done Calvin Ridley things yet. So the fact that he's doing this with the weapons not performing what they should be, he's worth a look. I love Kyle Pitts, and I love what he did last week. Did did Ridley even make the trip over to England? Because No, I, he had a quote-unquote personal reason. Yeah, and I don't get that, and that scares me. Um, he, I liked Ridley when he had Julio opposite him, so he went from WR2 to WR1, and yeah. I... I get scared of that, but to your point, I like Matt Ryan a lot as well. And if he wasn't on by this week, I would probably take him over Darnold. But uh, you know, Matt Ryan's one of the kind of quarterbacks that I like. You know, he's a statue that can just chuck the ball all over the yard. Yes, he can. Um, moving on, we got Jameis. We got wild card Jameis Winston. Um, this is kind of a <laughs> yeah. He's a he's at your own risk. He's a high risk, high reward. Um, and once again, he too is on by this week, but. He's got a good-looking schedule coming up. He's got Seattle, terrible secondary. Tampa Bay, their secondary has not been well, but their uh, run defense, stout, but their Tampa Bay secondary, banged up. Atlanta, garbage. Tennessee, showing that their defense is yeah, terrible. And these are all the four weeks after his bye. So say what you want about Jameis. He can put up some big numbers when he wants to and he's, and he's full of crab legs. But um, He scares so. me. I would be very reticent to take him on my team. I know he can throw for four touchdowns, but I think of the Tampa Bay Jameis where he can throw just as many picks as touchdowns. <laughs> I, I I don't like him as much as I like Darnold or Ryan, knowing full well that he has Kamara that he can chuck the ball to as well on a, like a, an 80-yard screen pass like we saw in last night's game. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. He's, he, he's one of those guys that he feels like uh, poison to me, so I always got to steer clear of the Jameis's unless I'm desperate. Wild card, wild card. Right. Uh, so also, uh, one, we'll talk about one more guy. We've, we've mentioned him in the past few weeks as well. It's Taylor Heineke, you know, for Washington. He's, you talk about a true wild card. You're, he's just playing with house money. And um, he's got some mixed matchups and, and a week nine buy. So he might be worth the look. He's had some high highs. Uh, can really kind of get you a lot of garbage points as well if, if the Washington football team is coming from behind. So he could be worth a look. But honestly, at this point, if, if you've lost someone like Russell Wilson, you may kind of want to consider the the strategy of a streaming quarterback system where you're kind of just maybe even changing it week to week based on matchups. You know, we mentioned a couple guys who have bye weeks coming up. But after that, 
you might look at a Matt Ryan and say, okay, I'll pick up Matt Ryan for this week because he's playing X. Hell, I may pick up Jameis Winston when he's playing the Titans. So just until your your QB1 gets healthy. So you might want to think about this streaming quarterback um, philosophy. It's a, it's an idea that you know could help you out and keep things interesting and, and really test your mettle and, and evaluating matchups. Now, what I like about Heineke is he's got the best wide receiver out of all of these guys on this This list. is true. And I, he I, does. I really like McLaurin. So, you know, if all else fails and, and he's got to make a play late and he's got to make a play deep to a wide receiver, I like Heineke's chances with McLaurin. So if I'm hoping on a big chunk play at the very end, I'll take Heineke uh, even over Winston. I, I don't know if I would take him over Darnold, but I'd certainly take him over Lance and maybe even over Ryan. Okay. Big Tyler Haneke fan. I like it. Um, so keep in mind with these guys, you don't have to waste a waiver priority on them. They're all going to be waiting there for you. So don't waste a waiver on them. You can you can pick these guys up on, on your own time. So you should be all right there. Uh, moving on to running backs. we A uh, couple of people we might want to talk about. We talked about Darrell Williams for Kansas City replacing Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Although according to Jason, you know, they're going to be throwing it 100% of the time in Kansas City. So yep. maybe not. Maybe even but, more than 100%. <laughs> if that's possible, let's do it. That's right. Um, so Daryl Williams, just, if you're if you're desperate and you need a running back, he's worth a potential look. Uh, Devontae Booker in New York, he's replacing Saquon Barkley. I mean, again, there if Daniel Jones is out, I mean, their offense is going to be terrible. So proceed with that at extreme caution. Uh, but again, desperate, he's worth a look because he'll be a starter. Uh, Khalil Herbert in Chicago, he was splitting duties with Damian Williams, uh, filling in. I did say duty. Boo-doo. Uh, he's putting time with Damian Williams in Chicago. So again, worth a look. He the reports coming out of Chicago is that they're both still going to be splitting that time. So it's worth a potential flex if you, if you need that spot. And then uh, Jason mentioned him too in Tampa Bay, Giovanni Bernard talk about a, a catching back coming out of the backfield in Tampa Bay. He has been money for Tom Brady. Uh, he had, a, he got another touchdown, had 11 and a half points. So, you know he's he's worth a consideration for your flex, don't you think? He is the, he is the best of that bunch, in my opinion. Given that he is probably the fourth or fifth option, at least uh, if Gronk isn't playing, I would still take him because, to your point, he likes to chuck the ball to receivers, but he loves throwing it to a running back if they're available. You know, just kind of a bailout. And Geo was the the ideal back for that role for him. I mean, I know they've got two other running backs in Jones and, and, and Leonard Fournette, but I like what Geo can do for Brady and Brady is going to reward him with a touchdown every other game. True. He loves coming, getting those back, those uh, running backs out of the backfield. James White made his career from yeah. Tom Brady. All right. Now moving on to wide receivers, Kadarius, Tony, he had himself a game uh, in was quite an injury riddled game. He had 10 catches for 189 yards with uh shepherd and Slayton out. And then of course you hear about Galladay getting hurt as well. Mm-hmm. So he was carrying everything out there. He was doing it all. Um, again, he can't throw a punch and kind of was a little punk out there getting tossed out of the game, but if he's not suspended or if he's not continuing to try and throw punches, he might be worth a look. Uh, he is a freak athlete. They're going to need some weapon with all those guys out with shepherd Slayton, Saquon, so he reminded he, he reminded me of a, of another line that circled back to the lines a guy named Titus Young. Titus Young was a guy. I remember Titus. Yeah, he was a little bitch and would try to start stuff like that too. Uh, I was like, you don't need to do that. Was Titus? Was he Boise State? He was. He and okay. He was there with with Calvin and actually started before he literally went crazy. 
started to tell the the wide receiver coaches that he was better than Calvin. <laughs> why is he not getting the touches and targets? But I, and wasn't he tiny? Was he like five foot nine or something or five ten? He was on the smaller side, yeah. Uh, but he was a good wide receiver, but he literally had a screw loose. And and again, I when I saw Tony doing this stuff, I'm like, this guy's got a ton of potential, and someone's just got to like tighten the screw on his head to you know get him playing. But I I, I don't know if he would have pulled that shit if Eli was there. You know, I think Eli would have probably done a better job getting those guys to, to get their act together. But uh, I think this guy's got potential, but again, I, I get, I always, maybe I'm just too conservative, but when I see dumb shit like that, I'm just afraid that if they do it once, they're going to do it again. And That's true. you can't rely on them. Okay. So off the field, worried about him and his, oh, and literally his on the field. state. That's true. It was literally on the field. So I take that back. You're right. <laughs> you are right. Um, and then one more wide receiver to maybe take note of is James Washington in Pittsburgh. He showed his flash. I like Excuse him. Me. I can't talk. I can't talk. Words are hard. He's had some flashes in Pittsburgh, uh, and he'll likely be coming back into the lineup with Juju out. Um, again, most of the looks are going to be going to Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, but you know he could sneak some catches in there and and might be look looking at a wide receiver two or three numbers. Yeah, I like because uh, he has that potential. He 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 would be uh, of those two. He's my clear cut choice. I'd take him in a heartbeat over Tony. You're taking him over Tony. Seriously. All right. Yep. I, I Ben can distribute the ball to multiple receivers and he doesn't play favorites. And I, I think he likes Washington as well. And and do you want to trust a banged up uh Roethlisberger or a healthy Glennon? I'll take a banged up Roethlisberger. Okay. Sorry, Mike Glennon, if you're listening, but yeah. he likes a, a 38-year-old Mike uh, Ben Roethlisberger with a bum arm. So Mike Glennon doesn't have a phone or a computer. He's not listening. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's true. All right, so that'll do it for our uh, our waiver targets for this week. And so now we'll move on. As we kind of wrap up the show, we're going to give a little recap of what happened in Kemper Mai's, uh Yahoo League. So Kemper knocked off the towel this week with a strong all-around team effort. He stays in second place, but is very close on points. Actually, he's tied for first. There's a three-way tie between Towel, Kemper, and his brother Creighton. So it's a, it's a battle at the top. And then with me, I had a nail-biter against Creighton, at least prior to Monday night. Uh, Brady was one who got me all my points. He got me 48. Actually got some solid production out of Leonard Fournette. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins helped me out late, but couldn't do it he had derrick henry he had dk metcalf he had marquise brown he just had a lot of guys far all cylinders so with that loss as i mentioned last week on the podcast if i were to lose this week i would leave it up to the listeners to help me decide my starters my who i'm benching who i should go after in trades so i am staying true to that bet so since i lost i am opening up to you the listeners uh, I will let you tell me who I'm starting this week, who I am trading for, who I am picking up. Again, all within reason. I'm not dropping uh, Tommy Brady for Justin Fields. That is ludicrous. So get that out of your heads right now. But uh, be sure to send us a message on the Twitter page, on the Facebook page. You can always email us at Kemper at foldinthecheese.com. Uh, can't wait to hear. You can also just send us some emails and some messages, some audio messages. So can't wait to hear what you guys think about my team. Uh, and also one more shout out. Kemper's mom, Sonia, pulled off another win. She is 5-0 and like the Arizona Cardinals, but unfortunately, she lost Russell Wilson this week, so she'll have to look in the waiver wire to stay competitive finding a uh, new quarterback. But 5-0. and That's impressive. So, that is. Congrats to Kemper's mom. That is awesome. Uh, so, Jason, thanks, man. This was fun. Appreciate you filling in for Kemp. Well done, Iron Man. I am Iron Man. Even though Jarvis's malfunctioned there a little bit, but appreciate you coming on, sir. 
Well, Pepper's calling me away, so hey, thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. And as always, keep folding that cheese.